Listen to this episode so you can learn how to motivate your team. Charge it up. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven. All right, motivating your team. What is motivation? Motivation is, hmm, it's the fuel that sparks the motion. What, what would you say motivation is? I think motivation is, it's almost like another emotion. Uh, it could be a time where there's a sense of, you feel a sense of urgency to complete something and you have a boost of energy and you dive right in and you get whatever it is you're trying to get completed, done. Uh, but I do think it's almost like, it, it's it's an up and down thing because sometimes you're motivated to complete something and then sometimes you're not motivated to do something, yet you still do it. Well, hold on. I think that's up for debate because- okay. Isn't motivation like the sense of wanting to accomplish something? Because, I mean, I can be motivated to do something that is not pleasurable because of the outcome, right? Like going to the gym might not be fun, sweating, lactic acid. I could be motivated to do that if I want the outcome. I guess we got to just dive deep into this topic. But before we really jump into it, let's talk about our weekly win. Okay, okay. So for me... This week, I'm, I'm on the road again, or I should say I'm in the air again, I'm taking off, flying to the West Coast. I know last week you were in the USA, so now I'm taking my turn and I'm heading out to California. So that's a weekly win for me, trying to get out of here before the snow touches down. That's going to be very exciting. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, we'll be here. It's starting to get cold, so you'll be having fun in the warmth. Uh, my weekly win, I'm just excited to finally take another step with the TCU podcast, uh, creating something special for the audience and for people out there looking to take it to the next level. So I won't really spoil it. You'll see when it comes out. We'll definitely uh, announce it on an episode. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about. That's my weekly win to finally take another step forward towards the goals that we've laid out for the TCU podcast. Oh, yeah. Big things on the horizon, man. We're going to be helping a lot of people. So let's just jump right into the episode today on how to motivate your team. And we were really just discussing what is motivation. So I did a little quick Google search, a little quick Wikipedia here. And it says motivation is the reason for people's actions, desires and needs. Motivation is also one's direction to behavior or what causes a person to want to repeat a behavior. So I guess to follow up to the question that you said, like you can be motivated to do something even if you don't want to do it because you're still trying to accomplish a goal. You might not want to go to the gym, but because you're trying to accomplish a goal, an overarching goal, like we discussed in previous episodes, you're going to get up and you're going to get it done. Yeah. And I think it's a fine line. You got to be careful how you word it, too, because you are motivated by something that is causing you to do that. So you might not, I guess you are motivated to go to the gym, but I'm more motivated to be fit and the gym is in my way. And that's what I got to do because motivation is the energy that pushes you over the mountain, brings you through the valley. Like that's, that's the spark, but it sometimes runs dry. And when there is a lack of motivation, things can fall apart. You could get disorganized. You could fall behind I mean, it's something that we all face all the time. Here's a question for you. Are you motivated by the external reward of, you know, moving closer to your goal by getting the process done in terms of going to the gym? Or are you motivated because, you know, if you go to the gym, then you perform better on the field and that results in 
big plays. Well, I think that's what separates people who achieve things in the long term and people who really are flashes of brilliance. Because if you really are motivated by, you know, let's say a reaching a certain milestone, you want to bench 225. I remember that was a big one for me. When I was in high school, I wasn't really strong. I wasn't that big. Uh, I remember when I hit my growth spurt, grade 11, I was 5'10", you know, 170 pounds, maybe six foot, 170 pounds at the most. I couldn't push 225, but I wanted to get stronger and I wanted to push 225 pounds, not because it was the weight, but because that's what they tested at the NFL combine, at the CFL combine. I wanted to measure up with the big boys. So I was more in love with the process of it because eventually I hit grade 12. I, I got... 225 on the bench. And if I was really just chasing that weight, that that one set goal, then after that, I would have probably stopped working. But it was bigger than that. So like what you were saying, it's, it's more about the process. And if motivation could be found inside, it's going to take you a lot further than being motivated by certain milestones that you can accomplish in the near future. All right, I hear what you're saying, because like I think because we're talking about motivating your team And when it comes to motivating your team, you're dealing with different individuals with different goals and aspirations. Do you need to understand what each individual's goals are to be able to motivate them to actually work as a team? 100%. Because if I don't know what drives you, then I can't get the best out of you because I can't tell you, you know, what you need to hear in order to get you going. So any leader, and whether that be a designated leader where you're outright at the front of the room telling people what the plan is or you know you're a leader by your peers just come to you and gravitate to you because they trust your judgment or they feel like you're the person with the experience to get us through this fog right now or you're the person with the strongest energy in the room regardless of either situation and whether you're a set leader or a natural leader you got to know the people that you're working with and empathize with them and understand what their drives are and what their fears are and cater to those if you ever want those people to believe in you and get on the same page with you. It's about finding that middle ground. I hear what you're saying. So if you understand what the individual's goals are and they don't align necessarily with the team's goal, for example, let's say you have an individual that's part of a a team But the goal of the team is to accomplish this set project. But the one individual in the group, maybe their goals are to accomplish something outside of that set project. But for whatever reasons, they're in that team. How do you get that person on task or on focus and motivate them to help the team accomplish a goal? Well, it sounds like something that goes on a little bit in, um, I mean, just to make it more concrete. So in sports, you always have the team awards. You have the wins the championships, and then you got the individual awards. So the team, we're working together, trying to get a championship, trying to get a playoff berth, trying to get W's each week. And as long as we work together, we can accomplish those wins. But if we don't work together, what do we get? Losses. So the one thing you need to do as the leader in order to get those people who are not working together to start bringing their eyes on one accord, bringing their hearts aligned, bringing all their effort into one flowing direction is to show them how their individual goals would be supported by aiming towards the one team goal. 
because if the team goal precedes the individual goals, then all the individual goals will take care of themselves. And that's really what the good leaders do to show all those guys who are on the fringe who may not be bought in. You got to illustrate to them, look, I understand what you're saying, but if we don't do this together, none of us are going to win. So we got to put the team first. So in your experience with, you know, coaching and being a player, are there any practical things that we can do to align individual goals with team goals? Well, a lot of it comes down to who you are. And that's for starters, right? A coach can try and build a culture. And that's by leading by example and setting the tempo for when things are done correctly, recognizing that and pointing it out. And when things are done outside of what the norms should be, you know, you point that out and you recognize that too. And you make your culture what you want it to be on your team. So if it's about being selfless, then at times you got to be selfless on your own as a coach. Demonstrate that. Show people what it's like to be selfless, how it, how you can pass on credit to people around you, how you can, you know, take the spotlight off yourself and put it on somebody else and recognize them and just be grateful for the support of the people around you. That's how you build the culture that allows it, people who are looking out for themselves to really feel comfortable trusting in the big team picture and then even if they do want those individual accolades, they'll they'll put that to the side so that the team can get what the team needs to get. You got to build the culture around it. Okay, okay. Now, you know, I work in a sales environment, and so a lot of it is about individual goals, but the individual goals do lead into the team goals. So if you're, if you're getting your numbers, that collectively joins into the team's numbers, and you make the team look good. Now, what practices that some, uh, you know, supervisors like to use to motivate the team is competition. Do you feel that healthy competition within the team is a great way to motivate a team? I love a little competition always. And competition to me always seems to bring my performance to its highest level. But you have to understand, like I said, all leaders have to take their time to understand who they're working with. Not everybody is built the same way. Some people are going to rise to the occasion in competition and other people are going to shy away. So you need to understand, are you trying to weed out the people who are not going to rise? Like in a competitive business, like professional sports, that's what they want to do with the competition. They want to weed out the people who are not going to rise to the occasion. Or is this something that is not as intense where you're trying to nurture the people who may not want to step up right away and then help them grow into a role where they can then rise in the competition. So you have to understand who you're dealing with and give battles to soldiers who are capable of fighting them. I think that's very key as a leader. And when you give people, you know, battles they can win, that's going to be great for their self-esteem in turn, great for the chemistry of the team in turn, great for the bottom line, whatever that may be. Now, in life, there's always ups and downs. You know, not every day you're going to be motivated to accomplish your goals. Well, I, I got I got an I got an example for you right now. Let's go. When you got up today, did did you make your bed? I did not. Why not? To be honest, I don't really I don't usually make my bed because I always get back into it and I mess it up. It's not a habit that I am uh you know, that I practice. See, look, there's no motivation for you to do that. There's nothing pushing you to do that. There's no reason for you to it. Like nothing is going to go bad. That's going to make you say, man, I wish I would have uh, made my bed instead. Whereas 
See, for me, I got motivation because every time when I go home, if I don't make the bed, I'm going to hear about it. <laughs> you got to make that. You got to you got to keep your place tidy when you're sharing it with other people. Right. So we we're both two people pretty, pretty similar. But that's one thing that the leader got to know is that your motivation is just going to be different than mine. So some days I'm not going to make my bed. I'll just have to deal with the deal with the consequences of having low motivation on that day. But that's something that we could get away with. Having low motivation when it comes to chasing your goals, that's a different, that's something different that you don't want to have to deal with. It is, but you know, has part of, has being part of teams and have, has a person that has also lead, led teams, you know that sometimes somebody comes in and, you know, they're feeling under the weather. And so that could indirectly affect the team because you're not bringing the right type of energy what are some things that you can do as a leader to help people either turn it around or, you know, infect them with some sort of positive energy? Well, you, I mean, it starts by just observing, right? Listening, being a great listener. But when I'm not feeling the greatest, sometimes I don't want to be put on the spot. That's just me personally. But I don't know. You you were sick at work uh, maybe like a couple weeks ago. How how did you feel that that went? Where you weren't motivated to be there, but how did your day play out? Was your performance down? Did somebody come and reach out to you? Or was it just another day in history that you would rather forget? Well, at uh, my place of work, we do something called a performance dialogue. So there's a 15-minute period where everybody gets to share how they feel, what's going on in their mind, or what they feel we could do today to be better and so what the uh, supervisor usually asks is, you know, how are you guys feeling? And so you can say you're happy in between or just not feeling it. You don't want to be here today. And people usually do share what's on their mind. And I find that when people use their emotions, they share, hey, you know, what? I'm not feeling good today. It actually gives the team the motivation to kind of rally behind you because we've all been there before. We can relate. And so everybody kind of rallies behind you and they say, OK, well, I hope you're feeling better, James. Make sure, you know, if you need anything, take a break or whatever it might be. And that usually that that, you know, that empathy, people showing that they care about you can actually flip your emotion around. You know, what, what's that thing they say? If you smile at somebody, it's, it's usually infectious. Maybe that's what it is in that their positive energy just rubs off on you because you were able to share something with them and they connected with you. And that right there is just bringing a good energy to uh, the room. All the rest of the people around you, they're just bringing good energy to the room. And for no other reason other than they've been there before and they're trying to pay back, you know, a good deed that really it, it costs nothing for you to have good energy, right? It's a decision that you can make. It's something that's completely under your control. And like you said, it has an effect, especially in numbers. When there's a group of people surrounding you that are being positive, it's that same culture that we talked about building. When you build that culture and everybody buys in, then when one person falls off the track, the others are going to be able to pull them back that much easier. Definitely. I definitely agree with you. So to just bring it all the way back to the top on how to motivate your team. We talked about setting, you know, understanding people's individual goals and as a leader or being somebody that is looked at as a leader, being able to use the fact that people have individual goals and align them with team goals. We also talked about how you have to understand if some, somebody's ready for competition or if they're not the type of person that needs competition and they want to just be in the background of things. So as a leader, you have to be able to understand who's on your team and how you can best motivate them. And lastly, we just talked about using emotions and 
sharing your emotions so that people can rally behind your team or rally behind individuals that might cause a negative impact if they're not bringing the right type of energy. So Courtney, with that all being said, you want to share our three steps on how to motivate your team? My three steps on how to motivate your team. Number one, live what you're talking about. If you want to build a culture, you have to not only tell people where you're going, but show them how they're going to get there. Every day and everything you do, you're being evaluated, you're being assessed, you're being watched. When you're at the front of the room, that's what happens. Even as a leader within the group, people are watching you. So make sure that you're living what you're talking. Be a good leader. Second, bring good energy. It doesn't cost you anything to be a good person. That means say hello, say good morning, nod your head and acknowledge people when they speak to you, open the door. And just have a positive word of reinforcement for somebody who needs it. Those things are free. Be a person who is known for having good energy. That doesn't mean be ecstatic all the time. That just means, hey, lift it, lift up the mood in the room where you can. And then number three, support your troops. If you're going to motivate the people, they have to know that you've got their back. So whenever things go wrong, make sure that you stay composed and you tell them, look, This is just going on right now, but think about all the things that we've done up to this point, all the things we can accomplish going forward if we just stick together. We're in this together, and that's the part about being a team. You always got to make sure that everybody on the team knows their role and how the team is there to work for them. That's going to keep them motivated to keep pushing. So from the top, you got to live what you're talking about. You got to bring good energy, and you got to support the troops. Jimmy. All right. My three steps on how to motivate your team. Number one, set clear goals. I think it's important to have clear goals for the team so they know what they're looking to accomplish, but also set clear processes so that they can know how to accomplish each goal. Number two, create competition. Depending on the situation, depending on the people on your team, I think competition is a great way to motivate your team. Number three, provide open dialogue. You should be able to have open dialogue with anybody on your team So that way you can share how you feel or you can share open and honest feedback. So from the top, set clear goals. Number two, create competition. And number three, provide open dialogue. That's it, man. You got to make sure that the troops are always moving in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And even if you got a small team like we do here with just one or two people, I think having open dialogue is super important because sometimes you share how you're feeling and that just gets me amped up or you say, hey, Jimmy, this is what we about to do today. And that just gets me excited to keep going. So there's definitely a lot of ways that you can motivate your team. Hey, communication is the key to all successes. So that's it for this episode of the Come Up Podcast. You guys have been great. Make sure you keep doing your thing and stay tuned for updates on the website. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find the Come Up Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. The greatest compliment you could give us is to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher. This will also help us get in front of more people. And you can connect with us on Instagram at The Come Up Podcast. Don't forget to visit us online at thecomeuppodcast.com for a detailed summary from every episode all the way back to number one, including resource links and downloadable bonus content. (laughs) 